Hello and welcome to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey and I'm your host and I thank you for joining me. I'm back for another week and boy has this last couple weeks been crazy. I am watching the news like you you know, to a minimum, because I kind of like want to keep my sanity. I am a believer that half of the news on television is to provoke you emotionally and put you in a state of fear. So let's keep that in mind when you're watching so that we can keep a critical thinking mindset and about this, because this is the tool of people in charge in order to keep us, let's see, fooled? I don't know. Anyways, not saying there's not some truth out there. I'm just saying you need to digest a certain amount and then let the rest go. So moving on. So this week, this last week, Texas passed legislation to go back to the early 1800s, I don't know, 1600s, whatever. Point is, they passed legislation to take control of women's bodies and I'm not having it. I always have had a great openness with my son about what it means to be a woman in the culture and society, what have been the difficulties that have happened, women's rights, equal rights. These are a part of our education. And I find that if you are raising a son in particular nowadays, you need to be responsible for ending toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is basically that machismo in most cultures that says that I'm the man, I'm the most dominant, I need to behave this way, I can't have feelings, I can't express those feelings. And what toxic masculinity has done, it's created a world, really, where women and those that are of other genders and weaker fear for their lives. I saw a very interesting TikTok where this gentleman who says he was he's a nice guy coming out of the gym and he was taken aback. He was walking in, in the same direction as a woman. This woman had her keys clenched. She turned around and said, why are you following me? And he was taken aback by that. And he was actually afraid of that. And that's because he had nothing in his mind about harming this woman. They just happened to have cars parked next to each other in a parking lot, but it was dark. It was late night and they were the only two. So it was the first time it really dawned on him just how afraid women are of men and how dangerous this world is for women and children too, because of males. And I'm going to talk about the subject of how to get toxic masculinity out, especially with your young boys. So this particular episode is for the mothers of sons. And I'm going to tell you, one of the, my proudest moments and one of the things that makes me the proudest is when my son comes home to me and says, so-and-so in class said women can't play soccer as good as men. And he says, but I told him that women can do anything a man can do given an opportunity. Ooh, my heart swelled with pride. My heart swelled with joy. And I just know that I'm doing it right. And you know how those moments when you're unsure you're doing it right. And then you get that affirmation. You're like, 
Yes, <laughs> I am doing it right in this regard, at least. Because if we can get our young boys to really be proponents for gender equality and have that be their mind state, we will have a future generation of people who will not try to pass laws like Texas and the Supreme Court just allowed to get through. We have to end this cycle of abuse. And that abuse actually is the driving force behind sex trafficking of women and children and slavery and so much more. So let's teach our boys that women, the girls in their class, are just as equal and capable as they are. How do we do this without them feeling that men are horrible? That's the question. Because there has to be a balance between their self-esteem, feeling good about themselves, because honestly, toxic masculinity comes from a feeling of self-loathing and not feeling good about themselves and low self-esteem and narcissism and a lot of things. Because if you are not comfortable in your skin for some reason, then guess what? You're going to go out in the world and you're going to try to prove something to the opposite sex that you are worthy, that you are this. That's because you don't feel that neatly in yourself. So we're going to, I'm going to give you some tips on how to raise a son who is, I don't like to use the word feminist, but gender aware and also full of self-confidence. That is the most important thing. Mothers, we have to take accountability for how we raise our boys because we also have our own inner child pain and we also have our problems that we've have experienced with males. So when we have a son, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, those fears come to the forefront. You're like, oh my God, I do not want my son to be like this man here or this man that raped me or this man that assaulted me or this man that whistled at me and threw vulgarities at me on the street. I don't want my son to grow up like that. But then what you can do is you can go overboard and then make that son feel like garbage just for being born male. We don't want that. We don't want that because that perpetuates the problem. And let's get honest. Let's get honest, mothers. Look at the history of the world and how many of us were abused and demeaned. And when we had a son, we got acutely afraid. For one thing, if you're in the house with an abusive male, you are afraid your son is going to normalize the physical abuse, the verbal abuse, and go out into the world. So what you do is you press harder on that male son and you're harder on them. And you're actually, what you're doing is you're reinforcing the toxic masculinity and the reasoning why so-and-so, your partner or somebody else may physically or verbally abuse you. Also, you know, I love this term because I lived in Italy for three years. I don't know if I mentioned that before. And I moved there because I had a horrible breakup with somebody that happened to be Italian. And I wanted to try to understand that's who I am. I, I'm a glutton for punishment sometimes. But 
it was actually one of the most enlightening experiences in my life. I really understood the culture around masculinity in Italy even more by dating an Italian man in Italy, not just one few, just to try to understand. But I was outside of myself and outside of my emotions when trying to really navigate through the relationship because I wanted to really understand why they do what they do. Because um, anybody who's dated Italian men, and I'm not putting down all Italian men, so nobody's all the same. They make you feel like you are the center of the universe when you're with them. And that's beautiful. And I think that a part of that comes from how the mothers mother them. Um, there's a term called mamone, and that's called mama's boy, basically. That's the doting mother that says, hey, are you hungry? Do you want this? Do you want that? Then they feel very, very, very important, very, very inflated in their ego and everything. You know, that's not for all Italian men. I, I know Italian men, the mother smacked the heck out of them. Matter of fact, that was the issue with the one that broke my heart. I found out his mother extremely abusive to him. And it explained everything that he went through and what he did for a living, everything, because he was abused very harshly by a woman. The example that was supposed to be nurturing and caring for him. And therefore he had um, mama issues. I see this in all cultures. I see this in all cultures, not just with males too. It's because mom never dealt with their inner child trauma. That's why this podcast is all about healing your inner child to parent. And also the mother, you know, just passed on what she knew. It's not easy being a parent anyway. There's no guidebook to do this. It's part of the reason why I'm very much into the ideas of parenting and I've experimented certain things on my own child. I really realized one thing that's super, super important. The fear that you have about how your child is going to be or in the future or whatever can really screw up your child in the present. Uh, last week or the week before last, I did an episode on coping with worry because if we don't get underneath the mechanisms that make us worry, we end up still perpetuating the problems that we want to avoid in our parenting journey with our children. We still pass on the trauma because we're worried about passing on the trauma. You get it? So one of the most important things that we need to do is sometimes step out of the emotional aspect of what parenting is and come in with the logical aspect of it. And the, and the logical aspect of it, the non-emotional side of it, is that we had children and they are going to grow up and they're going to be who they're going to be. And that's all dependent on, not 100% on what we do, because I know people who have went through horrible childhoods and are the, some of the kindest people on the planet. They may be a little bit too much of a pushover or certain things, can't say no, because every type of childhood has its negatives and its positives. So I'm going to just talk about how we can be aware of that at the moment. So at the moment, I always ask myself in my head, is that the result that I want? Depending on what I just said to my child, because sometimes he says things to me and he says, mom, you know, I, 
I don't like it when you blah, 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 blah. And I have to ask the question, is he right? Is that what I'm trying to do? Is he just manipulating the situation a bit to get his way? Because he also knows that since I work in this realm of emotional intelligence, (laughs) he tries to get into that with me when he knows he's doing something he shouldn't be doing that we have clearly discussed in the past. And I'll say, hey, don't use what I do to manipulate me because we've already discussed what the expectations are. Now, if you want to reevaluate that, then let's go do that. But don't use that against me. So basically, this toxic mask, I'm going to move back to the subject. (laughs) The toxic masculinity piece is a really, really big problem for our society and our culture. And it's a foundation for a lot of our ills that we have. So um, basically, this term came out of the 1980s and the 90s. It was founded by kind of like the New Age men's movement or the mythopoetic men's movement to distinguish what they saw as genuine or mature masculinity from the problematic, toxic masculinity of immature males. And so they did a study in 2005 in a men's presence and a a psychiatrist, Terry Coopers is his name, spelled with a U if you want to look it up, defined toxic masculinity as a constellation of socially regressive male traits that serve to foster domination, the devaluation of women, and wanton violence, and that toxic masculinity involves the need to aggressively compete and dominate others and encompasses the most problematic proclivities in men. Sound about right? So that's the definition of it. Now, there are so many minefields around this for children, especially little boys, because You know, one of the things that my son likes to do, he likes to socialize with his classmates while playing Fortnite. And because they have the audio aspect of it and they're on there and they're talking to each other, I have started to let it be a little bit more. I started being a little bit more flexible about it because of the situation we are in COVID. You know, playdates are difficult depending on the parents and their fears around the virus and mask wearing and hand washing and all that kind of stuff. People are really, really scared. So I have been more flexible with letting him chat online with his classmates only and play this game. And I hear, kill him, get him, baba, baba. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is that? (laughs) And so, you know, as a parent of a boy, I get where that comes from. I know that there's a balance though, because my son, as what I mentioned before, my son has pointed out that he corrects boys in particular who are putting down women. And he, he stands up for the girls in his class. And sometimes he gets, oh, is that your girlfriend? No, but you shouldn't treat somebody like that. They're a human being first. I love that. He says, women are human beings just like everybody else. I'm very proud of my son around this, but he also can exhibit this macho stuff. And that's usually only when he's around other boys like that, because when he's around boys who are not like that, 
he doesn't act like that. So I can see how the social dynamics are at play. But at the same time, I want him to feel free to be himself at all times, even around those macho guys. And he may not even find those people to be the type of friends that he wants because I'm um, right now I'm discussing with the school a dynamic that's happening in the classroom where the toxic masculinity is kind of running rampant. There's one kid getting bullied a lot and then he's turned into the bully and then he's physically and violently threatening the other kids in class. Heavy. That's heavy. So I said, you know, to the heads of the school and to the teacher, you really need to get under this before it spirals out of control. Because also my son is bringing some of those things around because he's defending himself against this boy. And at the same time, he said that he actually felt bad for him in the beginning because he saw how the kids were bullying him. But they were saying, we bully him because he's a jerk to us. And then my son came back and said, oh, I totally understand why he gets bullied. And I don't like that. I want him to keep that sense of empathy for the person that's being, that's harming too, because they're not harming because they want to harm. They're harming because they're hurt. Hurt people hurt people. And so toxic masculinity really, really encourages this behavior in society and in little boys. And the reason why is because males created a structure that said that you can't have feelings, that you can't express those feelings. If you express those feelings, then, then you're a woman because women are emotional. But the truth is, is my experience is that men are actually more emotional than women. <laughs> they are more fragile in their ego around their masculinity. For example, trans being attacked by men who thought they were women, but then found out they were attracted to a trans woman. And then they tried to kill the trans woman because they found something attractive about them. Nothing wrong to be attracted to somebody who looks like a woman <laughs> because they feel like a woman and then find out that they were once a man. That still doesn't make your manhood any less valid, whatever that means, or attractive because you, that's what those qualities or those traits or those physicalities that you saw in that person, you found attractive. Doesn't mean that you should murder them after they've revealed that they're actually a male or actually were a male because trans to me are trans because they've always felt one gender. If a man feels like they're not meeting these exaggerated traits or not aligning with them, they may feel like they're not men. They're not falling short. They're not masculine enough. There's certain trait in these patterns. So, you know, shows no emotion apart from anger. Definitely a, a toxic masculinity trait. Does not want to show any kind of weakness. Always wants to win. Also being promiscuous. Oh my gosh. If anything, what I have found is that when a male is challenged about their sexuality or, or, or their sexual prowess, the first thing they do is they go out and, and they cheat or they go out and do anything, but actually listen to their partner 
and improved on the area. You know, I think one of the reasons why there's this dissatisfaction and that need to be promiscuous is because the listening skills are not there. That's one of the problems. They don't want to engage in household chores. They believe that's a feminine thing, like cleaning the house. So dads, if you're listening to this, please help out in the house. Please show your sons that it's okay to clean everything, not just the car, not just the garage or the tools. Clean everything. Do some laundry. Be involved in your parenting with your child. Don't let the mom just do everything because that's one of the issues that actually breaks up the marriage too. That delegation of this chore is female and that chore is not female. You know, I personally am a person that loves to wash the car. I am a person who likes to work and build things. And I'm a woman. These are just myths, basically. Another one of the things that is why women live longer than in the males is this risk-taking that men do. Careless driving, drug abuse. Because they have, they have an inflated sense of strength around their capabilities, around certain sports, around certain things. And that tends to, for them to die. They hurt themselves more often than women do because they engage in dangerous activities. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying be mindful of your reasoning behind it. Is it to impress somebody or is it is it to inflate your sense of well-being? Because you were born 100% okay. You know, mothers, let's try not for, to perpetuate this with our kids because we are guilty of putting on that pressure of what is a man and what's not a man too. So, you know, I had a deep conversation with a group that I am on with some traveling um, black expats and man, whoo, you know, all I said was that we need to get back together as a culture, this black man hating black women thing and black women saying black men are crap and blah, 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 blah. That needs to stop. And one of the things that the one of the men in the conversation, it was a very civil conversation, which I'd like to applaud because sometimes it can turn very toxic very quickly. But he said the majority of why some black men feel the way that they do about black women is because they had toxic mothers. The mothers were either kind of aggressive to them, a.k.a. what I said before about how hurt women hurt their male sons and their daughters, not just male sons. They put certain standards and ideas on them. And so because they're hurt by the father, they were hurt the son or the daughter. Okay. So we have to be aware if we're perpetuating this as well. So yeah, this conversation with him. And so I'm just, I'm just acutely aware of what's going on right now with all this legislation, with the government and stuff. It's like we were making progress towards not a feminist society, I think to an equal society as far as genders go. And we were making progress. And then all of a sudden we got things going backwards. And I, you know, I blame the Trump presidency for that insecure man in a position of power can create a cascade of emotions from in other insecure men who see that they somehow are losing power. And 
nobody is trying to take power from anybody. What happened, what, this is what happens with equality. When equality starts to happen, people who have had the majority of the power feel like something is being taken away. But really what's happening is the field is evening out. You're no more special. And if you feel like you need to be so much more special than that woman, that child, that black person, that whatever, then the problem is not with them. The problem is with you. And you need to check in with your inner child to figure out why you don't love yourself to just accept that you have feelings, that you want to cry sometimes, that that rage is actually an intense fear of not being able to come up and stand up to these standards made by men in order to say that you're a man, you know? And women, we have to change certain ideas that we have around what manhood is. Do not down the guy who is coming to you to talk about his emotions. Don't say, oh, he's a punk or he's weak. Or I've heard these conversations. I've seen them on certain chat groups where I'm just like, I like to come on certain chat groups on Instagram and stuff. And I chime in, especially the cultural ones. Excuse the noise outside. It's as usual. Something is in the background and I can't escape it because I'm surrounded by it. Since I moved to Mauritius, one of the things that I have noticed uh, as I digress a little bit is that there are a lot of wild dogs by left by very irresponsible people who came from Europe or other countries who brought their pets but then did not want to take them back with them or found it was too expensive to take them back with them to their homes. They get a pet and it's a toy. It's a thing. It's not a family member. And so there are a lot of beautiful breeds of dogs here. They're not wild dogs. Wild dogs look very different. These are different. These are breeds of dogs that are just kind of roaming around and, and they were abandoned and, even my neighbor has four dogs and they're just never spoken to. They're never petted. They're not played with. It's so sad and they're so bored. And so all they do is bark all day and, and night. So anyways, back to the subject. <laughs> I feel like these tendencies for towards violence that boys have is really only about them needing to prove that they're a man. And the whole structure of our society says a man needs to be this, this, and this, and that. And that needs to be changed. And we really, really need to stamp this aisle because, you know, when you're in a constant struggle for dominance, it's usually accompanied by denial of emotions. It really encourages domestic violence and violence towards other people. It justifies anger and wars and things that are not really helping society. We've seen it throughout history. When a man doesn't feel like a man, he goes to a bar, he drinks, comes back, 
and assaults his partner or his children or things like that. Or he goes into the man cave and, and we've seen this perpetuated on movies and, 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 and all this over and over and over again. So how are we going to change this? How are we going to change this is the question. Do we really need to push back and combat against archaic and uh, gender roles? We need to stop saying a man does this and a woman does that. We need to stop that. We need to become emotionally aware. We need emotional intelligence, kindness, softness, accepting that vulnerability can be extremely helpful because that is a part of being emotionally intelligent. And understanding other people's emotions can really bring culture and society forward. And as we have with seen with COVID, this huge dividing of this person against that person. The one thing that we haven't seen is an extreme need for compassion towards people who are in the same boat as you, who are afraid, who are scared. You know, some people are afraid to take the vaccine because of the history of the United States and different countries lying to their people and then making them sick and die. That has happened. Come on, let's be honest. Some people are for the vaccine because they feel like as a culture and a society, we need to we need to stand together and, and, and stop this thing. And both points are completely valid. So let's be emotionally intelligent about it and be more compassionate towards each other. Instead of throwing stones, let's throw some life jackets. Let's have some clarity about the evidence. Let's, let's, let's just stop the name calling and the nastiness about it. So that's one of the ways. So self-awareness as usual in all situations for emotional intelligence this is the first principle and men need to practice this more. How are you feeling in your body? Why are you feeling aggression? Did this person, this woman who just said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Deserve to be uh, further accosted, deserve to be hit, deserve to be called a bitch. Does it? Or did you just get your feelings hurt? And it's okay. Your feelings can be hurt. You can feel okay. You can feel that. Okay. I get my feelings hurt all the time. I got my feelings hurt the other day when I got ghosted by somebody. I thought that was really cool. We had so much in common. And I was like, never heard from them again. And I was like, wow. And the crazy part is this person approached me, got all in my grill and pulled me in. I was very interested. It wasn't romantic with friendship, but it's just like, wow. And then cut all communication. I don't know what happened. Could have been something I said. But the point is, when you're emotionally immature, you don't come up forth with information. You go and you run. You hide. You lack the emotional maturity to say how you really feel about a situation, a thing, or whatever. Or you know you don't have justification, so you cower is the best word I can say. So um, anyways, even if you know you're wrong, you can always speak your truth. You can always say, okay, well, I'm triggered by this because it's our triggers that trigger other people. It's not people. Anyways, let's start educating ourselves and others about what masculinity is really about and what it is to be a leader. Because the leaders, really successful leaders, listen to the people in their lives. They 
empathize with them. They have emotional intelligence. They self-regulate so they don't blow up and, and cause a bigger divide. They have, they know what the, the goal, the purpose and the motivation for everything that they're doing is. They have compassion for people who don't understand or can't speak the same language because they didn't have the same experience as you. Let's get down on that. Let's like get deep on that. Most of the time, people don't have the same education or experience as you, and they can't understand because they just don't have the tools to understand. And that was, was a really big one for me with my own relationship that failed. Wow. These tools were not embedded in his, his education and his upbringing and nothing. And so how is he supposed to know how to do them? So that's when I had to have that forgiveness and just move on from how could that person think this or that about me? That is why. And now you have to move on. Learn what it's like to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid. Vulnerability is a superpower in my, in my opinion, because if you can be vulnerable and really tell people your truth and what's in your heart, um, right or wrong, you can move on from it. But if you don't say those things, you don't express yourself, you don't even know how to become more empathetic. You, you have to be more empathetic for yourself and for others. So, and then stop trying to be macho. And that goes for women too. Stop trying to show a strong face all the time. You can cry. I tell my son all the time, you know, he can cry. He does cry. Sometimes he cries more than I do. Sometimes I cry more than he does. <laughs> the point is, is that it's okay for boys to cry. It's okay to cry in general. And, and then also when you see other men, other boys or other people doing sexist or oppressive or aggressive behavior, please intervene, call it out. What I loved about that TikTok video I mentioned previously, he said at the end, men, we have to do better. And so I'm going to end this with saying, if you want to know what it is to be a man, be a human first. Be emotionally intelligent. Teach your sons that it's okay to like everything. Dolls, trucks, girls can like that too. That's why, you know, if you read my children's books, you see all of this infused into the stories because quite frankly, I don't want the world to continue like this. Do you? Do you want to keep having these battles every, every hundred years or so about what it is to be a woman or a man or to be whatever, bi, gay? Isn't it tiring? And it's all there under the guise of control. Like the people who keep perpetuating these problems are the ones that want to stay in control and keep feeding off your energy. I don't want to give them my energy anymore. So let's get together. Let's learn emotional intelligence. If you are having a problem with this at the moment, please reach out and I can coach you on how to execute these principles. This is a little bit longer episode than usual because it was really important to me. I can teach you how to get underneath and figure out where this is coming from. And also share my books, Galaxies Well, I Love Pink, Leo the Technicolor Panther, 
and more are coming out very soon. I just want you to know that there are tools and resources out there that you can really get into if you are one of those people who want to be an EQ parent, who want to be an EQ person, who want to heal the inner child. Because until we do that, we're going to have this problem. Until we're going to keep having the same problems and we're going to forget. I don't want to forget. I want to solve this now so that my son's future is one of love, peace, compassion, and mutual understanding. Okay? And acceptance because we all are not going to be the same, but we can respect each other. And anyways, I do, do appreciate you listening. Go check out all that stuff out I said at thisreallifebooks.com. I have all the resources there and I actually wrote a blog about how to get rid of toxic masculinity through children's books and storytelling. Go pick up a book and I hope you all have a blessed day.